1: Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at Participating Restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free in terms of apply. See McDonald's.com.
2: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
3: Day one, fuck that. I ain't doing that. I ain't <laughs>
1: staying in my room. Twenty-seven <laughs> year old.
2: Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Lock takes tag, me.
3: Almunia again,
2: and now on the counterattack. Forestieri. I don't believe this. Here's hawk Didier. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trindade scored from a lesser penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes.
1: Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your
0: eyes. eyes, 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 eyes.
1: So at last, we've got a, a manager that values you and treasures you, and isn't, isn't being horrible to you. It must have yeah. been lovely. It must have been a nice yeah. change. Yeah, and, and, Mer, and Mervyn Day, I'd never
3: have it said, Mervyn Day was the first man i come across that was actually polite and mannerable, and an mm. absolute gent. And then Graham Taylor's just on another level, and Mervyn won't mind me saying it, but they're both cut from the same cloth. Very traditional, humble men, just really nice men. They'd be nice in the football dressing room.
0: Are
3: you the kind of person that likes to be treated, you know. Treat people how you want to be treated. That kind of. Yeah, so I've been brought up. Yeah. I'll, I'll play. On, you I see I will. I will play on the dance floor. If you call me and see you next Tuesday, you'll get that back if that's what you're after. Yeah. And I won't back down, as you'll probably get to in later questions. I, I just <laughs> won't. Uh, yeah. So, We're, and that's maybe. more a bit. Of, it's a more a bit of bravado, as much as anything. Do, do you know what I mean? You've got. Yeah. I've come down. I've come down at nineteen year old. I've left home. I've got to survive. The only way I'm surviving is fear—fear fear yeah. of having to go back and tell everybody that I fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it was just fear of getting contracts all the time. That's what kept me going—just the fear of it. So yeah, i speak to people on a level I can put that cap on, and more than happy to be spoken to like a human being. My mum and dad don't speak to me like that, and I've no reason to. So when I'm doing a job, if that's what you want to do, and that's how you—there's no logic for me. Yeah. And then, when I I've, where, that. when the logic's not there. I've lost respect. And when I'm sitting like that, I am like a loose cannon at that point going, he's a fucking idiot. Mm. What am I going to lose if I tell you to fuck off? No, nothing. Mm. I'm actually going to be in a better position. You're a maniac. (laughs) You're an idiot. You're an absolute idiot. So the gaffer sends my wife flowers, gives her a hundred quid to go down to John Lewis the first day I turn up at the training ground listen well done for getting married actually to take it back a story my best man stands up at my wedding he says telegram from Graham Taylor and all the staff at Watford just wishing Alan and Jeanette a great day blah 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 blah. in the next four years in front of all my friends and family and I'm just I didn't know that was happening Amazing. and I said to him I said you know what you've absolutely blew my wheels off it's an England manager
0: Alan did he ever bollock you do you ever have you got anything that you remember going whew <laughs>
3: Jesus. no 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 i i think when you're bollocking someone you've lost it and i'm sure i'm sure back in the 80s knowing some of the lads that were in and around the club and you know he was a different animal then he had no reason to bollock man because you you know what he said to me he said i've got to compliment you he said you know how to speak to managers you know how to conduct yourself I'd had a, a well, i had a bit of a ding-dong wo well i had a bit of a ding dong with a physio first and foremost and that's what it happened physio' was treating me treating an injury that i had the gaffer was surprised at thinking my reaction when it got reported back to him and I know I kind of I think he felt a bit let down but he never told me that but I felt it off him I called the physio out I'd, I'd basically gone for a blood scan over at the, the hospital and you know they inject it and they put the dye around your system and, yeah. and I come back and I said yeah. right yeah. so of course yeah. that's my livelihood and I'm like mm, what's going on he said well you've got shin splints a stress fracture or a crack and I said alright so what is it <laughs> So he says to me, Get yourself off I'll speak to you in the morning. No, he was a he was a prick with me, the fizz, and he knew it. And we just we rubbed each other up the wrong way, but I wouldn't have it. And I went, You'll speak to me tomorrow. That's decent. That's nice of yeah. you. Got fucked off, went down a pub and I never ever go to the pub. Never. and I went to the pub <laughs> and rolled in at about fucking stupid o'clock. I said to Mrs. I ain't coming home, why, what's up? Well, I've got that, that, or that. So whatever I do in the next few weeks ain't gonna be that important yeah, because yeah. I'm out for X amount. So I turn up the following day to the club and I said to him, right, what, what we do? Put some ice on it. So basically just fannies me. So I take the bag of ice and I fucking lunch at him. I said, fucking ace I said, what the fuck am I saying? What am I saying? Do you know what I'm fucking ace So I, 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 you know, lost the plot. So I know that I drifted back to the gaffer yeah, and he was disappointed yeah. with her. Yes.
1: yes. And
3: he spoke to me privately and he said... And I said, look, I've got no problem playing with pain, but I need to know what it is so we know what we're treating. But I disregarded his staff. Right, but his staff, yeah. was, his staff, at the end of the day, if you've got any empathy for a human being, someone who goes for a test, and if you've got that fucking answer, I could have broke his nose. Yeah, I could have yeah. broke his nose because the intensity to get back to playing was where it was at. I didn't want to sit in the, the physio's room. I didn't want to sit out with the team. I was hungry to get into the team. So if I'm having a fallout, and of course, he then started man-to-man marking me, the physio, and I absolutely hated that. The gaffer put him on, I went, listen, you need to fall. Off. I can't cope with this I don't need a babysitter to, to go running to go on my bike oh I see what you I
1: mean. mean I see what you mean I know so you, you, you've, he's, he's I don't trying need to manage you, yeah. micromanaged almost, basically yeah almost
3: became, yeah, almost became like uh, we'd, we fell out on a couple of things you know I'd, I'd said to the one the other physio I said look do you mind if I bring my mountain bike in and I can go cycling outside rather than in the, the cupboard because I know I'm going to be long term I said no just go you know I'll, I'll cycle outside um, so I'll go down the canals and I'll go away around Watford then he would come in soaking wet change my t-shirt go in the treatment room Fizz says smile, let's go get on the bike I went what just been on the fucking bike for an hour and a half around Watford what are you talking about get on the bike get on the bike we're going to do a minute sprints I went you're a fucking idiot you're an idiot so he said go I just looked at him I ain't going anywhere so I've just been on my bike well you're dry I said I changed my t-shirt so we had it we just had a needle so the gaffer said to me oh what happened when the, the the physio, nothing's between me and the physio. So we I had, we, we I'm had going issues. I'll just have you on a football pitch. I'll just have you on a football pitch. Yeah, I, and I would, well, I, I would say that. I wasn't the pleasant, most pleasant with a physio, but I had good reason. I had logic. A he was being a fool. B, he was holding on to information and being a little bit on a power trip with me and shoving my nose on me. Now if he didn't like me, I'd sooner he says, Listen, Al, I think you're a dick. Yeah, okay, yeah. come live with you that. Know where you stand, yeah. When you start the subtle bullshit, I'm gonna just I'm gonna show my ass at that yeah. point. And you could say I've lost my cool. No, i d I've got someone that's manipulating me. Mm. But you might as well just see it. There's there's the cards I'm playing, and they have them. So the lads are like cowering in behind the machines going, Fucking hell, he's on the <laughs> of the physio just sort of ducking away keeping an eye having a laugh at me because it's a bit of entertainment when you're injured Yeah,
0: yeah he's yeah,
3: going yeah. go and I said no <laughs> go no idiot so it was like a little bit of fireworks so out of all the time I was there that's the one little spot I had and you know what it's because we're in the Premier League and I wasn't playing
1: I thought, yeah, sure. that was... Well, yeah. well, we'll come to that in a minute. So, obviously, the, the the season that you were first with us culminated in the day at Wembley, which um, obviously you're going to remember because you scored an amazing volley at the end of the game. Just take us through that. I mean, obviously, we've spoken to other players and they, they think that we probably won that game in the tunnel and perhaps even before we'd even reached Wembley. It was in the minds of the players that we were going to win this game. What are your memories of that game and, and the day at Wembley? I think the
3: lads are probably referring to the fact that there's something I just watched a Man United thing on um Sky the other day. You we were talking about it and I watched an Alex Ferguson documentary on Amazon, which I think is fantastic. They talk about the, the build up to that week. So obviously that, that week's the week that we go to Wembley. they uh, they win the Champions League on the Tuesday or the Wednesday, and we go to Wembley on the Monday. We were asked to do split off into little groups, and it was my turn to do a speech for our group, and we all did a little speech and I finished off with a you know, lads, what we, you know, what's it going to be? Is it are we gonna be Bayern Munich or are we going to be Manchester United and I'll leave that question with you Alan Hazan then spoke and touched every one of us and it was quite a powerful conversations and I do I have said Bolton suit does the way they played I think we battered them in 15-20 like, minutes at the Reebok where arnold green was absolutely different class mm. and I played mm. with Arna later on in his career and my career and a great great lad and it's about 15-20 minutes at the Reebok But Arnold's on fire unplayable and we rode through it and we played really quite well on the count of myself and gifted and we linked up really well that night and, and kind of and grew with the game did really well. Mm-hmm. Down at Vicarage Road, I think we battered them and it, the scoreline well, it flattered Bolton on the day. I think we should have pumped them three or four, if not five. I miss a sitter. Tommy misses a penalty. I miss one from under. God knows how I hit the bar with I still don't know how I hit the bar with But these sort of things resonate with you as a player, you think. Ipswich were the team that we were probably a little bit worried about. We played Ipswich well at Vicarage Road, but mm. got bumped down there. Mark Venus mm. hits an unbelievable free kick. And so Ipswich were the one where we were a little bit. I, I personally would be thinking. Neh. I, I wasn't sure. Birmingham, I felt we'd do Birmingham as well. So that out, out of the four teams, I'm thinking Bolton suits us. So we get into the final. All of these things, I think, I, I was certainly paying attention to that. The power of the mind. The gaff was, a, was, was massive work. He always felt that the team was stronger than any individuals. I think Bolton had set some absolute superstars in the team. Yeah, and I still nice. think that that Watford team that I played in was fortunate enough to play in. On its day, I could be anybody. That might be naive. It could also get beat by anybody. That's what it was like. It could beat Chelsea on the Saturday and then get beat by Wigan on the on the Tuesday. Yeah. That's the type of profile it was. But actually, at the peak of its power, that Watford team was, as a team of men, as a great team to play.
1: Brilliant.
3: Collectively. <laughs> collectively. So I think when you're saying it was one in the tunnel or, or whatever, we had the job to do. We were fortunate on the day as well. You know, at times we'd... You just sometimes you're better to be lucky rather than course, skillful. And, was amazing on that
0: day. Yeah, as well. and
3: if you look at you look at the misses as well by Good uh, Johnson. Either you put everything you owned on some of the chances. That, yeah. So just certain things went for us as well. Yeah, it wasn't
1: their day. Just I, wasn't think their day. Think we were, I
3: think we were good enough. Mm.
1: Like,
3: I, I, you know, you can sort of go about the F bots and maybe's. I still think we'd have bounced in that game. Regardless of how we started, mm. I think we were good enough to beat Bolton on the day. Mm. I know we did. I mean, that's a stupid thing to say, but that was three times in the season we beat them.
1: So you uh, came off the bench and I could see you, you were quite, what were you saying to the ref as you were trying to get on? You were I saying, said ref,
3: it's Wembley, let me on.
1: <laughs> there you go. It's Wembley. <laughs> that's what you were saying. I've been lip reading yeah. that so many times thinking, what's he saying there? Ref. So, so ref, ref, it's Wembley, get It's me. Wembley,
3: let me on, it's Wembley.
1: Fantastic. And then and he was having a
3: laugh with me as I come on. So it was just one of them that obviously I was rimming with righty and righty hadn't scored in God knows how long. And I said, Tom, I said I fancy today. I don't I don't know why. And I know that's a, everybody might have said that, but I don't know. Nick had a Nick had a steely determination and had a calmness that people wouldn't see that yeah, he's determined to do well on the day as I was. And I think the pair of us, good I, days for us, I suppose.
1: I bet you didn't think he was going to do that, though.
3: Yeah. I went, I stood in front of that goal before the game, and that's the goal I thought scoring. So, yeah, I did. I, right. I stand, if there's a video of any of it, I'm standing in front of that goal, and I'm standing looking at that goal thinking that's the end. I didn't stand at the other end, so how bizarre. We were told to go and visualise. I wouldn't have said that I would have finished the opportunity like I did but there was, no, was a no-brainer. That was right Actually, in front of people, me. Down, people, you know, people have said to me, why have you not taken a touch? Anybody that trained with me knew that that's a, that's a finish that I would...
0: Yeah, I because
1: that was a, the first time, wasn't it? I mean, Peter Kennedy's put the ball across to you and you've just walloped it and it's just flown into well, the net. I, it was-
0: I want to talk about the challenge in the middle of the park first, because you tracked back an absolute... I forget who it was, but smashed the- it. Scott Sellers it was. It was Scott Sellers. <laughs> I was waiting for the ref to go, but nothing, <laughs> thank God. And then you just you were off. You were up and off. You were gone.
3: Yeah, and make no bones about it. I mean, you're confronted with a challenge there, and I don't know what Scott Sellers is thinking about. I know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I'm going in as high as I can, as hard as I can. That's it. The ball yeah, was an incidental. Was the was ball strong. was an absolute incidental, and I just thought, well, when you start playing in front of people, there are things that I, a, I never did as a kid, I got a shocking leg break as a kid. I've got an uncle who's a cripple because of a leg break. He's got three toes. Oh my he, god! My, my father, like, he's he's a he's a cripple and has been for forty years, and as you start. Start to play in front of people, you realise that sometimes you're you're actually putting on a bit of a show. It's mm. not a brave tackle, mm. it's a horrible tackle, really. It's a gutless tackle, it's a cowardly tackle. But we actually we both did the same. So it was a case of we're going in to look after ourselves, he smashed me on the shin. I think I caught him on the shin, maybe higher, and the ball just seemed to pop. And what could the referee do, do really? I, I think all he could do is just let it go.
1: 50 It was I
3: don't think I was harder than him, uh, you know, and I just bounced up, really. That's you know, thankfully.
0: I mean, obviously, I was there that day, so I, I, it's hard when you're caught in the, in the emotion of it all. And, and that's one thing I just want to talk to you about. The emotion, when that goal went in, you, you go over to do the celebration. What's going through your head? You're just like, I'm a I'm looking at my dad.
1: Wembley. Oh, I'm, looking dad. At, I'm looking at my dad. You actually could oh, yeah, see him look, then yeah. from the corner flag. You could see when, it, uh, when I When I do that, I'm looking right at my dad. That has got to be the most amazing thing. So I've got thing, my dad... You do, my um, mo- is your wife pregnant?
3: as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, my dad, my mum, my wife, her parents, and they were all sitting in the stand and I was just looking straight at my dad.
1: And you managed to in have course, about, yeah. I don't know, it seemed like four or five seconds of that before you got bundled. So you actually managed to have that moment for quite a nice length of time before yeah. everyone's on top yeah. Of you Yeah, so when I do that
3: and then I did that, I'm looking right at him. I'm looking right at my, right at my old man and he was actually in the chair like that. He was kind <laughs> yeah, of dank. I that. bet he was. You no, know, like, and my mum never come to watch me. You know, from a young age, i said to her, don't come and watch me because she was too brutal. She was actually brutally honest. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, come, you on. A shit. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on, you've got to strike it, make sure it hurts his hands, you know, she was just so, so accurate with her criticism, and all she ever wanted was. We- Get stuck in, oh! You stop jogging. Come on, yeah. you know she'd just watch it like a fan. At yeah, the age yeah. of fourteen, I told her hey, stay away. Please don't come anymore. Yeah, <laughs> stay away. It's too honest. Wait, wait till yeah, memory, mum. She, she come on that day. That's that, that's one of the. I think that's one of the
1: few games that I, I allowed her to attend. Now you're a, a Premier League footballer, which is must be great feeling. Yeah, and I think I think we can't
3: underestimate the
1: semi-final chaps. The, no, well, we have spoken. about... You guys. know the, the, the penalty shootout. The the the. the, the I think the
3: growth of the team in that semi-final actually helps the final, and then helps. I would say my the games couldn't get big enough for me. I I just never played in, uh, my, I never played overall, in enough big games. They couldn't get big enough. I just loved playing in big games.
0: My overall um, feeling about that semi-final was just the atmosphere at Birmingham. It was. It was awful. It was, it was horrible.
1: Walking was out horrible. as a fan was frightening. Yeah. Was my dad and my, my dad and my uncle were there that
3: night and said it was absolutely hideous outside the oh, ground. Oh, it was dreadful.
1: Yeah. Said, it
3: it was dreadful. Said, it's the, said it's the most frightened they'd ever been at any ground in the land.
1: Definitely me, too. I mean, I've not been back to St Andrews since after that. I was just like, I'm not going there again because it, yeah. it was just
3: horrible. My, my dad said it was, uh, it was a frightening atmosphere. He said it was toxic.
1: But it was a a funny old game because we conceded so early on and then, you know, it just... Well, the the, the preparation, and Alec will tell you, and Alec will have told you, the preparation
3: before the game for the gaffer was very, very unusual. But the gaffer hated getting to the games early. So we're travelling in from the Belfry. We've got a police escort, but we're up the hard shoulder because the M6 absolutely rambled around that time at five, six o'clock at night or whatever it was. And we were, if we were 45 minutes late, that's been kind. I remember thinking, our biggest game of my life at that point it's the biggest game of life Jesus Christ I'm lucky I'm not starting so it doesn't really matter I can get warm and all I remember is Alec just being totally disturbed and totally upset you know, fucking hell, fucking hate Washington. And he, you know, and, and, and he's right because preparation and the mindset. So I don't know. I didn't even, I didn't even got to my seat, and the place was rocking. And Adi
1: Bola, whoever it was, had bundled it into the net. And I sat down. And I thought, yeah, it's very early on in the game, a couple of minutes or yeah, so, right that. in front of me. I was like, oh Jesus, this is going oh, to be a long, no, long this night. This is going to be a long night.
3: And it, and he was absolutely magnificent, Alec. Oh, he, he was, was yeah,
1: tremendous.
3: We rode the luck a bit. Um, I forgot that Unsworth gets sent off as well, but uh,
1: but Holdsworth. Holdsworth, yeah. Holesworth, Holesworth. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, he did, yeah. It was, yeah, I think you're right. I think that did set us up nicely for Wembley, actually. It did. The
3: squad grew. It, it grew behind the scenes, I, I think. I certainly did. And the fact I scored the penalty, I just didn't want it to be me. And yeah. I think what, the, the, what the camera cuts to the gaffer because I'd been asked in other interviews about the semi-final stuff and I was hitting penalties for fun. I just wasn't happy with my penalty. But I thought, I have to make it so scientific to take the crowd out of it and was really into the Johnny Wilkinson kind of thing. And, you know, when people say you can't practice and you can't recreate it, well, I'm a golfer. And I think, yeah, you can. You can because what you've got to do is you've got to take the crowd out of it. You don't bring the crowd into it. My golf thing is all, always about reading the, the make of the ball all the way through the swing to make sure you keep your head down. I think it's four steps back, two to the left. I was practicing because Kenny had said to me, Don't be too straight. And I thought, Right, I need to. It's either four or five steps back, two to the left. And I kept doing that penalty ever since then and just went into the keeper's bottom right hand corner. And to be honest, it wasn't the best penalty, but the practice then started to get a bit ridiculous. So me and the gaffer were having a bit of a spat. He's going, Well, you're missing. I said, Well, I'm not missing they're going early so is it good practice isn't it I said do you want me to put it in there because on the night I'm going there I'd missed a couple of penalties but I mean Daisy and Alec would really be as well standing on that post going well you're putting your penalty here smiling and, yeah that's where it's going <laughs> because you need the banker I'm not good enough to walk up to a penalty in front of 25000 with £60 million raining on it saying what am I going to do today maybe yeah. just go for a little uh, ink down the middle maybe put it top left top right pff. Ah, do want. one do work, a I take, yeah, yeah. take my chances when I turn up and I just thought so I'm you, not good so, enough to do that so
0: you knew you knew before that game even kicked off where you were going to put a penalty if
3: 100, you were, 100% and I'll tell you now I hit about 30-40 penalties between the first game and the second game I think there's maybe a few days I had about 30, 40 penalties a day. I felt it was going to penalties, obviously. And I just yeah. did not want the pressure. And I knew it was sudden death number seven. I knew it was two in to the shootout because right. he'd go with his top five that would always be on the pitch unless they were injured. Mm-hmm. Pagey was six. Pagey says to me, you're going six. I said, you're six. I'm seven. <laughs> and that's, yes. I remember having that conversation. That's and then Hazam was bad. eight. And it was kind of just... You know, I, I just, from my point of view, I wasn't good enough to, to just walk up. on In that situation, and just pick I just picked pick my spot where, when I wanted it. I had to practice it. And the camera cuts to the gaffer as I'm walking up. And I think he's anxious on my penalty because he's saying to me, well, oh, hit it then. I said, I'm hitting it with inside of the foot, and it's going in there. That's where it's at. And I just remember, two or three times he's, on the practices, he's gone. Oh, I don't know what's going on here. So I'm, you know, I'm chuntering back to him, saying, "Well, if I put it that side today, brilliant. What's what's it doing for me?" So I then staying out, and I'm hitting penalties, thinking it still wasn't a good penalty. It was you know trying to get in the side net. Yeah. So right. as a right-footed player, really on a pressure situation, you have to go middle to left. You're putting your cruciate out if you think you got a top player that goes up to the keeper's top left as a right-footed player you're taking chances because you get no power in it.
0: Because you're lifting it, aren't you? You're trying you, to, get,
3: you know. You've got no power. At least if you go middle to left, you can drive it. So I was a bit. I was a bit scientific where, fortunately, he went the wrong way, which was part of what I thought most of the keepers have always done when I take that penalty. And it's not because I've tried to give them the eyes, but I know that that's part of it. And every penalty mm-hmm. i have taken since the keepers have always gone to the left, and the balls always ended up in the right. So that what, but that game gives you so much confidence because the pressure, the pressure is all about. I don't want it to be me. You okay, done, listen. Yeah. If I score mine and someone else that misses, that's fine. Yeah, I do not want it to happen, but yeah, ultimately, 2 not one a year, club's a club's year to revolve around. My shitty
1: penalty. Well, it's yeah, but it's it, it's Gareth Southgate, it's Stuart Pearce, it's whoever is the per- Chris Wardle. Whoever... Well, get that's it. true. You might have got a Pizza Hut out of it. <laughs> you might yeah,
3: have done yeah, a brown paper bag sort of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, did, I didn't. And, uh... You know, I didn't. I didn't want that to. You know that I know the work that we put in that season behind the scenes. We'd worked really hard as a group of individuals, and I'm not saying that we sacrificed more than anybody else, but we we worked very very hard throughout the season, and I think we. I think we got what we deserved as a group of men,
1: and 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 I think as supporters as well because I think we were right behind the team, and we were just you know we we were sort of not really looking at the playoffs, and then the playoffs became a possibility, and then the two Birmingham matches, and anything, oh you know Wembley, what a dream that would be, and then when it happened, it just felt right, it just felt really really nice, it was great. What a, what I don't a day! Think, I,
3: I don't think in ninety minutes, I don't think I think Birmingham was the first time that Watford had won in Sky. That could the be Birmingham- right. The Birmingham home game in the semi-final, that I think that was the right. first game they ever. I think it's the first game they ever won on
1: Sky because, because was of, there, was of, I I charm. there was a chant. There was a chant which was shit on the telly. We're always shit on the telly, and it, it was absolutely true. We were. I think the one nil,
3: the Ngonga head was the first time that that Watford had won a live Sky game
1: because is it really? That's that, we, we yeah. got
3: beat at West Brom four nil. I was at that that, that game? season, and we got beat. We got beat by Wolves. We were, we were
1: absolutely stinking. <laughs> we got beat by Wolves on the Friday night game. At home. And that's the only time I've seen the gaffer I remember I that. would say lose the pot. That was also memorable as a fan for Harry Hornet and his girlfriend getting married at half-time on the pitch, that Wolves game. And I'm thinking, what is this all about? Do you remember that, Carl? Do you remember that's, that at all? Yeah,
0: well, that says it all if you fucking remember that. that oh,
1: game. God, I remember Just coming Christ. away from that thinking, why are we doing this with the bloody screens? In-? Oh, anyway, yeah. So you're right. I, well, me- I remember the West Brom uh, game 4-0. That was a Sunday. That was terrible. That's right. Terrible
3: and that we have been... We, we'd been up at Lillishall all week building building
0: up for the <laughs> you need, game. And... You need to go and see someone about that West Brom game, Justin. Oh, mate, honestly, well, all the way to West
1: Brom you. on a Sunday was for was a horrific. 4-0 drubbing. It was crap. <laughs> Absolute crap, mate. It crap, yeah. yeah. Absolute garbage. We didn't turn up that day at all. No, dreadful. Yeah. Absolutely dreadful. Oh, you just reminded me. Thank you, Alan. Uh, anyway.
0: <laughs> Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help
1: Let's move to the uh, to the Premier League then. Um, so, like you said, out with a lot of injury, unfortunately. But there was a very memorable game against Chelsea.
3: Yes, I think um, I'd had a little bit of a sticky start. We were Isle of Man, had a bit of an ankle issue. It was okay. It kind of settled down quite quickly. Had the little spat with the physio, that was the ankle issue. And I actually settled down really quick. So I don't think it was any of the three. I don't think it was a stress fracture, no, I don't think it was shin splints, no. and I don't think it was a crack in the ankle because it seemed to just disappear in a matter of, of weeks, thankfully. I think I made my debut at West Ham at Upton Park. I think my ankle got kicked into Rosette by Stuart Pearce in about two minutes. It was uh, right. it was welcome to the Premier League. Walla.
1: If anyone's going to welcome you, it's Stuart Pearce, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so
3: yeah, and quite enjoy quite enjoyed that tussle. Paolo Canio was magnificent. Uh, Trevor Sinclair, great to share a pitch with with some of these people. Mm. And not that I'm an autograph hunter, but, no, but it, it, it's still nice. Quite, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's it's what you've what you strive for all your your life to mm. be on a football pitch with with top players in a in a match of the day situation. So I think that was the week before the Chelsea game. I think. I think it was yeah. And, uh, yeah and the Chelsea game I thought we were Absolutely superb we were
1: Brilliant that day yeah, And you yeah. signing Nordin Wouter Or Wouter However you pronounce His name He was Wouter, sort of Dodging yeah. about All over the place and
3: Fantastic Great football player Nordin
1: He never really lived up To his potential Nordin I didn't think I think he, 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 he Ran no, I a think lot he... Took a lot of yeah, players I... on But there was no Sort of real end product Of what he was doing It was quite I think that's another
3: thing About being loved though Isn't it as well I think there's a He could have been Given the freedom And almost built The team around him him Mm. and maybe made feel like that. I think he was capable of doing that. I think he was absolutely, absolutely awesome football player. Come through the Ajax system to play with the players that he played with, but he was absolutely dynamite. He was a good kid as well, a really good lad. Uh, Nice to again, nice to have shared the pitch with him. And on that day, he he was running rings around people.
0: Your goal was actually very much like a a first-time hit. I must come across your body and outside of the foot, and you celebrated right in front of me in the rookery. I was there, front row, and you were there. <laughs> so I always remember that.
3: Well, the Liverpool game that was part of my rehab. I wasn't, I wasn't fit and available, and disappointed mm-hmm. with that because I'd love to play at Anfield. And yeah. wasn't fortunate enough to do that. And funny enough, I think we had been beaten by Wimbledon, oh, first Sunderland, oh, Wimbledon, up. Sunderland. Yeah, I don't know if Bradford. I, I don't know. I don't know if Liverpool was the third or the fourth game, but that's the game I, I fancied the lads to to win.
1: Oh, and, they the, did. The
3: and the feeling and dressing. But that's what I said. I always felt that some of these games, if we turned up and stand an ovation at Anfield, and the boys were again actually well, being big time the scoreline flattered Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Because it was actually, there was three or four opportunities and good saves. So, yeah, you know, on the day, Liverpool maybe not just, maybe just not quite at the levels they are. Now, if Liverpool turn up and get to the top level, as as Chelsea do, but I think we've got to take credit by the, the performance in it that we are players that were stopping their players. Like Steve Palmer on the day nullified anything in the middle of the park was awesome against Chelsea. Yeah. And did so yeah. many hard yards and unselfish. And I think Steve did a lot of unselfish work protect defenders it was a lot of lot of hard work they're maybe just thinking you know turn up someone will someone will do something I think they played ac milan on the, the tuesday night i think they beat genkel's ac milan and got beat from us at vicarage road just, there you go you see that's,
1: that's football and that's football for
3: you yeah and I, we, I think we fancied that as well and i think if that group of players again if teams weren't on the on the metal uh, we were capable of taking points off teams we just didn't do it enough we a lot of injuries. I mean, Tommy, knee injury. Nick, knee injury. Myself, knee injury. Richard Johnson, knee injury. Peter, I think, had a horrendous back injury, mm. epidural in the spine.
1: And, and what we were bringing in, the likes of, no disrespect, but you know Xavier, Graveline and th- these sort of players that were just really not what we were looking for, I don't think. It wasn't really the answer. to Until Helgerson came in, it was kind of all a little bit kind of spotty and bitty and rubbishy games and I just, I've just got no fond memories I remember going to Wimbledon uh, beginning of December and getting thumped 5-0 and, and just thinking oh, geez, this is a long hard season this is going to be it's going to be awful you know what a it's way the down. day my son was born was it really it's about the 5th of December or something like that was it Four, f- uh, 4th
3: of December
1: 4th of December ah, on the 3rd
3: ah. right. <laughs> yeah. there you go. And, and the goal scorers on that day were 7-8-9-10 and 11 or something
1: like that I remember Hartson putting one in I think the
3: shot, the shot numbers 7 8,
1: 9, 10, 11. There you go. And Stan, Sean, uh, the I'd, exactly, i had gone by goal four though. I think I went on sixty minutes. I thought I'm not watching any more of this. Yeah. Get, going all the way. So I phoned the, phone the
3: boss in the morning and so said, "Listen, we've, you know we've had a little boy. All the best of the day, chaps." Blah blah blah. Because my knee was, uh, I think it was the following week after the Chelsea game. We went to, I think it was Arsenal the following week, and I think that's just seven days in football really, where I was getting touted to be in the Scotland squad for a game against. Belarus or something like that, uh, got a Highbury and got nailed, really? and Manninger yeah. should have been, shouldn't have been on the park in the second half to nail me, but you go to Highbury, you don't get anything, yeah. and he, he assaulted me twice, and we still didn't get a penalty yet.
0: There was a lot of that as well, definitely, That we just didn't get the rub of the green. Well, the at Highbury
3: in the first half, the ball bounced between me and Manninger, and I think I'm almost smiling in the photograph, thinking, <laughs> I'm getting... I'm either getting walloped or I'm scoring. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I'd hit the roof of the net with a header. Yeah. But he, he actually wiped me out. And I was out. I was out. I hit the floor and I was out. And then, oh, come round. And I'm thinking, what's going on here? Yeah. Surely. And I've got a photograph with his knees up here. There's where he's at. And I've headed it over him. And he has absolutely wiped me out. And I'm thinking, well, it's a goal or a penalty. One of the two. Yeah. And we've got nothing. Goal kick. And I'm thinking, holy smoke. Second half, same thing happens. Keon's gone on a bypass. I've read that I've got in before. I'm flicked it round him, and he's absolutely mullered me. And my leg's gone. And again, no felt. And you're thinking, hell, absolute shambles. So that that was my that was the the start of my uh, my knee
1: issues, which. Uh, uh, no one would have. That's really what sort of sparked your 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 year in the Premier League. Then that that game at Arsenal. I got back
3: actually. I got back. The cartilage got trimmed. I think anybody will tell you once the cartilage starts to go, that's the beginning of the end, and that's ultimately what happened. That I did get back, and I think I, I think I come back in just towards the tail end of the season I scored a few goals, sort of tail end. But I had a, a patch in the middle from sort of September, I think, through Christmas, and you know, I was in the treatment room with my friend,
1: and that's. That's the period that I, your friend, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, and that's the period I think was probably the most forgettable because I can't remember any results there at all. I just I think self no, beat No, we at
3: we, we we really struggled and uh, it was it was horrible to watch and not contribute. And I think that's the part when you're you're injured, and it was myself, Tommy. That's how I'm, I can sort of vividly tell you who was in the treatment room because we'd all never played in the Premier League and, and were desperate, absolutely yeah. desperate to to get in and and kind of show what you can do. Because it's it's an opportunity that you you know yourself that it might, it might pass you by. I, I don't know how many games I ended up playing. I think I maybe got about 13, 14. I can't remember. It was 5, 6. It was a couple of goals anyway. Goal disallowed at Southampton. Were about, but scored a few goals. And I think, actually, yeah. as far as my return goes, and scored at Everton, Spurs and a few other clubs. So um, it could have been a damn sight worse. But... Uh, well, it could have been. But, you know, I, I and I think I've spoke to the lad since and obviously Nick's had knee injuries. I think I've had five knee operations. I've had the micro fractures. I think Tommy's had seven or eight. But once that starts to go, my knee right now is, is okay if I stay straight line. Can't really go and play without it flaring up. The odd games here and there. But just from, from that point, your knee's never the same. So if anybody's, you know... When you're playing sport at that level, uh, it's just hard to explain. You you just do not get the same range back in your knee. It just doesn't
1: feel like your knee. That's uh. really bad, I and mean, you don't realise either as a fan. Um, you just think, oh well, you know, the players, the players out for a little while. He'll get patched up and he'll come back and be you know the same as he was. You don't you don't realise that you know any injury could potentially be the one that stops you playing or playing. Yeah, and it,
3: all I was dealing with after that was daily fluid on my knee every day in life. My knee swelled. it uh, was swollen, swell, it was swelling after every session. Nikki was the same, Tommy was the same. None of had any experience about dealing with knee injuries, but I mean we were only in our mid twenties. So yeah, not not great. But again, I, I walked up uh, Ben Nevis on Saturday, Saturday gone there, and I was like the tin man till uh today. I've been on the bike today, but I was like the tin man for three or four days, my knee was up like a balloon. You know, it's, it's, just, it's
1: just the way it is. It is just the way, Funny that it? actually,
3: Walford and all my clubs that I played for—they never off the fucking phone asking me how how how, how I am. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You, you got an injury back in the nineties playing for us. You're
1: all right? No. Yeah, cheers, no, mate. No, no, you're somebody else's Thank, problem. Nice to call. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing here.
0: That's what we're speaking to. You. I was checking. Yeah,
1: out we're again. seeing if you're all right, mate. Yeah, seeing how your knee is. Yeah, yeah we're just we're just lumps of meat.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. That, unfortunately, you, um, is there a we got told, right? I won't name any names, but we got told that basically you're the man to go to for the stories, for the inside, the inside track. Basically, what I'm asking you to do is throw someone under the bus for us, whoever you want. Just a great story from your Watford days. On what level? Oh, well, well listen, mate. You, I mean, you throw the, the fuck bomb out left, right, and centre. Poor old Justin <laughs> here. He's got. <laughs> I've
1: got. A, I've got to bleep all these out, Alan, when I'm editing it. You I'll go, go it. for it. You, go. Well, you have to. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> well, might, he'll get bored. He'll get bored off whenever, yeah. no. <laughs>
3: I'm not sure who I can throw under the bus. You know, I'm. i My lips are. My lips are tight. No, we'll great story. It so
0: no, must be a great story that you've got from your Watford days. Nikki. <laughs> Nikki okay, Wright said you're the. It's you. It's down
1: to you. It was Nikki that said that. Yeah. I think
3: we, we went to Portugal. I, I'm, this isn't going to be a major story, but we, uh, we we landed in Portugal and it was Premier League. So it was the, that that window that we had. It was all the good players went on international stuff. So we we went to. <laughs> It was that, it's that break after Christmas where there's a bit of a lull where you can get away for a few days. So I've been sort of rehabbing injuries and stuff like that. And we landed and we were going to the Algarve. Never been down the Algarve, but we took the clubs. So the shout was, listen, get yourselves out if you want. It's a, it's a free for all. Do what you want, but just make sure you're, you're down for food and just be at the table at 6.30, 7 o'clock, whatever it is. Okay, that's that's what we'll do. So there's about 15, 16 of us went golfing. So I'm safe in that, that I went golfing. And myself and Dean Yates are rooming together, so we went golfing. Quite sensible. There was a handful that went and get larrapped. Good effort. Non, non-golfers so we're sitting down at the table down the bottom you we always went down in the basement in these hotels abroad and we've got the we've got the room and the pressure that's coming off of Kenny fucking when Kenny stared at you you'd be sweating you could feel the pressure building the gaffer wasn't there and we're thinking where are they because it's the, it's the first day. We're thinking, Jesus, that's the last thing we need to, to be getting told. Oh, you're coming to Portugal, but we're going to bound and gag you. And you're not getting to go out again. So they would come in. A few of them just make it. And we're waiting on one. A fellow countryman of mine. And I'm thinking, shit, where is he? Where is I'm he? trying
1: to think who this is. Okay. And so he comes
3: down. And we're sitting at the table. And it's glass sliding doors as you get abroad. But down the side of the sliding doors. So the side of the doors is glass as well, and it's like right round the frame, so you can't tell. It's like, yeah, it's just one, one panel, but it opens. so if you walked into the window once, he must have done it twice, three times, and couldn't work it out. How and he's gone. <laughs> and The lads are going, any chance you help him? He's going, he's going nuts here. You can feel the pressure, the build up, can't hide from it. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> right, get him out. Anyway, we had the show, he come across and he spoke to us, and he went, "Right, you've had your fun. There's no more drink. You can have your night tonight. Enjoy it. You've wrecked it." Christ, oh, mate. <laughs> Turned up, we've gone golfing. That was, the, that was the start of the break. So then there's a ban and there's a curfew. You're not allowed out. So I know a few of the boys, they will remain nameless. <laughs> we did a bit of research. I'll put myself in there. We did a bit of research around the marinas and stuff like that. So yeah, the, the, the curfew was broken. We had to... Do what I think football players become very, very creative at that point. I'm sure the staff know what's going on to, to get out and about, but you can't have that day one. Fuck that, I ain't doing that, I ain't staying in my room. 27 year old, you getting told I'm staying in. So as soon as that's well, it's like a red rag to a bull, so the lads are out, off every, you're out every night after that.
1: Got created, yeah, they
3: come from a fairly fellow countryman not being able to walk through a glass door. Brilliant.
1: Are these initials? <laughs> are the initials CN you know,
3: 25 30 pairs of eyes wishing them to just walk, just walk through, through the door? The
1: door. Yeah. yeah, on this
3: just, please find the door. That's three times you've now walked into the wall. <laughs> oh, it uh, was not fr- uh, no, no one getting shocked.
1: No, no, I won't no, mention names. No, you've names. done well there. No, you done, done well. very well, very well. well done. Done. A, little, a little little insight, But, uh... but it, that sounds to me like the same player that got in trouble with Michael Hyde with the hands on the knees.
0: Yeah, I reckon you are right. I, I think reckon it might and he be... had to walk back from Walsall or get a, get somewhere back from Walsall. Initials
1: CM, I'm thinking. I might be wrong, but uh, let's leave that at that. nothing. Let's He's leave not that, that. A He's the nose. Yes. He's good, isn't he? He's, he you can keep... <laughs> Zipped. The <laughs> ah,
3: that, that, that's the, the boots that Beckham scores in. <laughs> okay. Fair enough.
0: first question comes from Robert Hall. He put, what are your memories of the Tranmere match that turned the 99-2000 season, if any? I do know the game he's on about.
3: The Tranmere game where myself and Richard got sent off. I thought I got sent off first, but I don't think you did. No, I think
0: Richard got sent off first.
3: It's funny how your mind plays tricks. I thought it was... You thought
0: you were in the bath before him.
3: I did, yeah. (laughs) And I felt that... uh, Well, the the gaffer... Given You know, he'd, he'd had an unbelievable speech about, like, if you're going to get promoted, it has got to start today. Long story short, that's that's where it was. He'd had a big team, team talk and we were absolutely rubbish uh, for the first, I don't even know when we got the penalty, um, say 75 minutes. I would have thought it must have been late into the game. And Mervyn was a goalkeeping coach, obviously, that had worked with Kalel. And he used to ask me, sometimes the taller players would be sort of out the edge of the box and try and attack. But he actually asked me to go in and stand on top of the keeper and it'd be a bit of a nuisance. And the goalkeepers, I said, look, you should stand on the toes, stand on the goalie's toes or stand on the feet because it can it can get you things. And that's what I did. And it's bug the, the goalkeeper at Tranmere. Again, you know, in reflection, when you start looking at it, you think, not the best. We needed something. That is probably the only time I've ever had a penalty doing what I did, but I did that quite a lot. But it's, like, we all did that. That's how it was. You, you'd do anything to to gain a... But on reflection, it's maybe... It's, uh, so I stood on his toes and I proper stood on his toes and his reaction was...
1: Phew. Then it's yeah. a foul given. Penalty. Yeah.
3: And in a sense, I feel great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <yeah>,
1: right. <laughs>
3: no. Uh, and then obviously, there was a little bit of handbags and I think uh, Jono... Prior to that, I'd been maybe lured in by John Aldrich. I think he was on the pitch at the time. And I remember John getting a bit annoyed. I don't know if it was a 50-50. I can't remember. And then obviously I had my little spat where I think David Kelly had had a bit of a kick and I had uh, handbags with one of the defenders, I think, we were dancing around the mulberry bush and ended up getting sent off. It was I don't think there was a punch thrown. I can't remember it being anything other than me. Following the penalty, in I can't remember if it was saved or if it went in, but I think it was following the penalty, in and kind of, you know, remember somebody having a swing at me from behind, and then it kind of just got a little bit. And of course, I'm sitting in the the, the dressing room with with Richard.
0: But that was a fun conversation.
3: <laughs> to, to be honest, <laughs> the, the good thing is, I suppose John was well liked.
0: Yeah.
3: John Jono, yeah. well liked with a gaff, and I thought, well, if there's anybody to be sent off, where you've got to be quite happy that it's John. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And to be fair, but I was a bit like, oh you going to say mm. and obviously we win the game so he come in and he said you and you well done <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, and he said to me and he went you're going to struggle to get back in he said but you know that but well done and I thought I don't know yeah. that is, that it's is. not n- not my proudest moment what well done I stood on the goalie's toes but the way the game was going we just needed something to put, kind of break the cycle it was a naff game Peter, I'm sure Peter scores a lovely left foot volley it's a lovely left foot yeah. volley from the edge he of the does, box, right? think, and then he yeah, scores. Yeah. I think he scores the penalty as well, or does Michelle follow in and score it? I don't know. Mm. Um, but obviously that that started it, and then I think Tommy single handedly takes us from there, from that point into the playoffs. He uh, single handedly scored some unbelievable goals and important goals. Uh, I remember, I think Port Vale away. Just these finishes on the night. I was in the crowd that night because obviously we were suspended. Um we were behind the goal, um, watching the game that night, uh, up at Port Vale. And Tommy went on an unbelievable run. I think, you know, you know, we scored goals up at Birmingham, Tony Daly come out of nowhere, scored two great goals against Birmingham City. Like, so, like,
1: that's Tony that started Daly. us off.
3: Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, the Tramiel game was was pivotal because McGaffer had counted that out. I think he'd said, was it fourteen games, including the playoff to the game promotion that we had to win. That was his spec. That's what he speculated. I think that was the only time that he did that in the year that he actually specifically broke it down and then said that. This is, the, this is the week that it starts, in a sense. This is your 14-game running that you've got to, uh, you know, you've got to win.
1: How does it feel when you get sent off in front of a crowd? Is it sort of a mix of embarrassment and humiliation, or is it kind of, well, I probably deserve that, so I'll, you know... It
3: depends what kind of sending off it is. I've had totally different scenarios
1: where I've had someone headbutt me
3: and a rattled dump and I got sent off, <laughs> and I'd actually let the person have the first headbutt, and then it was the second one I thought, oh, no. Yeah. And it was a bit of a melee on the pitch, and yeah. it was, he picked the bones out of it, and it was sent off. There was a, a, there's a couple of red cards I've had, which have just been outrageous red cards, right? Uh, where no. you're just thinking, "I'm sending you off for possible intent."
1: Yeah, whatever that oh, is. Yeah.
3: What is that? <laughs> that's what gets yeah. that's what gets sent off for. And I felt like saying to him if I possibly intended to call you a. Uh, <laughs> no, but, uh, and, but I, I didn't and we actually got a penalty on the game and i just sent off and the, the guy that, that swung the elbow sent me off and he sort of fronted me up and we were almost possibly intending to have a goal but we didn't but we both got sent off and I thought yeah. so yeah, yeah there's, there's a mix where you just think sometimes you can be sent off the referee's misinterpreted it, that one on that game I think I only got sent off once for what I think and that, that one was one of them, the, the Tranmere one. That was a nothing yeah, red card, really. Cool.
0: Right. Next question. Last one as well. Um, David Lavender, uh, and you kind of answered this already, but uh, when Peter Kennedy squared the ball for you for our second goal at Wembley, had you already made your mind up that you were going to hit it first time?
3: The pass was immaculate. Um, yeah. There was there was nothing needed doing apart from just making sure the contact's yeah, I think that's, that's the kind of finish that was okay with because there's not a lot of thought going into it. It's just you you're reverting back to your your ability, really. You know, have you, have you got it? It's like hours of practice and behind the scenes that I know I've got that in a lot. Some people wouldn't try it outside the right foot first time. They just wouldn't. Yeah, and they I mean, shy, I mean, they'd, they'd shy away from it. So I'd never I I'd never try. doubted what I was going to do. That's the one thing I would say. And then the goal scored score against Chelsea is very similar. I wasn't doubting my ability, I suppose, at that point. And that's the only thing. But again, behind the scenes in training, everything I was hitting was flying into the net for that t- a few weeks at that period of time. That yeah. I was just desperate to to be in the team. I knew I wasn't in the team, but you're just desperate to be part of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Was that a decision taken between the semi-finals and the final that you think you were not picked to start, or why do you think you?
3: It's from, from the sending off. I never actually started the game. I started at Birmingham City at Easter. I think that was the game straight after the sending off. I was suspended, and then the people that come in, Tommy, come in and think um, and scored, scoring goals. So you've just got to, you know, it's one of them. This, this isn't about, it's not about Alan Smart or Tommy Mooney or whoever. It's about the team getting to where it needs to be. And there's a lot of professional respect at yeah. that point. And I think, you know, I, I went and spoke to the gaffer about getting opportunities and playing and stuff like that when it was fit at certain times. I was at Watford and I remember a few times that I said to him, listen, I'm feeling feeling good. I wasn't criticising anybody else in the team. The team was actually doing well, but just saying, listen, just reinforcing, I want to play, I'm fit, mm. I'm good to go mm. if you need me. Mm. And I'd always go and speak to managers, but never ever to be critical about any other uh, player. Mm. Just to speak about from my position, right, look, I'm feeling good. I've had you know reserve team games or whatever if you're coming back from an injury. And I think the manager needs that. Yeah, I don't think, think it happens really. now. I don't think players challenge the managers, although that's how it appears. I just wanted to play on Saturday. I'd never played reserve team football.
1: But having said that, would you yeah. would you have preferred to have been starting and then substituted and not scored a goal, or come on as a substitute and scored a goal and be remembered for scoring at Wembley? So wouldn't wouldn't cha-
3: wouldn't change any of it. Exactly, exactly. You just you, you just wouldn't you wouldn't change any of it, and that, that's where it's at. And it, it happened a few times. It wasn't the, the only time I've come off the bench and scored in sort of semi-finals and all oh, right, smaller games. But actually, as you're growing up and as you're playing, they're the biggest games in your life at that point. It Doesn't matter that the the five leagues below or wherever. And I think for any young player, you'll have done if you do it in a first team, you've probably done it a hundred times in, in different games. And yeah. everyone's mm-hmm. as important as the one before. We'd never change any of it. It's fantastic, obviously.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, you, you know, you, you're written into the history books, you and you and Nick for for what you did that day. You know, um...
0: considering what the Watford Observer said about you when you first turned up as well, it was a it was a great couple of uh... right here.
3: Uh, right he really. Uh, he, that really resonated when that. Yeah,
0: it told you.
3: And told you he, I think you probably still make reference to it at the moment that, and it did. It, Professionally, wasn't wasn't. I'd had criticism way worse than that. <laughs> yes. he hadn't, at the end of the day, he hadn't seen me play, so I thought I've got nowhere to go with this. I ain't going to lose. If someone thinks some crap, well, I'm not so sure if you know what what that is. And I'm thinking, well, I know I'm good enough to come in. And, and do a job and everything being equal and at the end of the day Graham Taylor wants to sign you that's all I'm bothered about that's all you're bothered about
0: Absolutely.
1: that is all I'm
3: bothered about and that's all i ever said you know people say oh well it's the, the only man you're ever bothered about is the manager you know if the manager wants to sign you that's good enough for me